to the zoo episode seven of season two of theories and thoughts podcast with your host is anya and fancy hi guys how you guys doing i don't know what i was about to say but that did not come out right <laughs> that's okay that's all right how y'all doing out there i was about to say in tv land in facebook land and spotify and all the other um outlets land how y'all doing Welcome to another episode. Um, so, Fancy, did you watch the Grammys? I did not, but you know, I I get my news from watching social media when I'm on there. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I caught a lot of the highlights um, and the looks. I um, I didn't like what Lizzo had on. No, I didn't like her outfit. I was confused. I didn't like Beyonce outfit, and everybody was saying that they liked Beyonce outfit. I didn't like the leather other chains. It just didn't do it for me. Where the black jacket thing come from? That part. I mean, no. <laughs> no, I thought I saw her in something like that. So that's what I was talking about. I don't know. Yeah, it was a black leather short skirt. Oh. Or dress. It just oh. didn't. I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do. Jay hair was looking like, um, what's that guy's name is? Cole. J. Cole. J. Cole here. I, I, I've been a fan of Jay for a long time and I've I been thought he was kind of handsome. He got that weird handsome thing going on for him. Um, I haven't watched the Grammy since um, I call it satanic stuff, but they had some satanic stuff going on on there and I, and I vow never to watch again. So I haven't watched it, but I'm like you. I get my news and entertainment stuff from <laughs> Facebook. So I knew what to go on YouTube to look for. <laughs> or, hey, it was just right there for me. Um, a lot of people was talking about um, Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion's performance. I'm like, what kind of performance you wanted from WAP? Yeah. Um, it made the dances, the dance that they did together kind of brought me back to junior high school, how we used to interlock our legs. If uh, I was just kind of shocked they let all that go on, but but see, that could kind of be me. So I was just, when I saw it, I was like, oh, they doing all this? Because I did see a clip, but yeah. Child, and um, what else? I, I love the baby song. I, I'm always bumping it. Um. Black or white, I think it's called. I don't know the yeah, name. Of it. I think it is. Or white black and white. Black and white. Wait, I'm about to say one thing for sure. Y'all know I ain't gonna know the name of something. <laughs> hey, y'all already know. If you always tuning in, you already know how I'm coming. Um, Beyonce is the most winningest woman. Um, uh, twenty eight Grammys. Twenty eight Grammys. Congratulations to her. Blue Ivy is the second youngest. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching The Breakfast Club and they were like, Blue Ivy is going to be like, oh, the Grammy's going to be like, oh, oh, another one of them for her. Too. <laughs> I was like, true, true. Um, but some people that won was PJ Martin, shout out to New Orleans. Um, Lettucey, shout out to New Orleans. Oh, I saw her posting um, about her nominations. I didn't know she had one. That's cool. Yeah, she won. I love her music. I don't know what song it is, but I love her music. Um, Robert Glasper, um, her, I like her, um, Kanye West, I want to say Kanye, yeah, Kanye West, um, Nas, it was his first mm -hmm. Grammy, 
For what? His rap album. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry, Nas. No, no shade. <laughs> John um, Meg the Stallion. Meg Meg had three. Um, yeah. I want to say got a bunch let um that night as well. And Tiffany Haddish, I love Tiffany Haddish, and it was so humbling how she found out. I really was just like, that is so cute. Because there was talking about, yeah, I was nominated. And he's like, and I won. And she's like, wait, what did you say? <laughs> and the girl tried to be smart. And she's like, wait, do you do you hear? Do you see this in my ear? And, he's, and she said, I won. And I want to say she said that a woman hasn't won in that category since 1986. Maybe. I heard her say it. I saw the clip, but I don't remember the year. Um, and also for Meg, the last woman that won the best rap album was Lauren Hill. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. That was really, really exciting. And talking about music, Anita Brigger has offered, has not offered, has issued a statement that she don't want any of her fans to stream her music, buy her music or anything at this time. She says that this is um, that she's fighting for her masters, that she's outlived all her contracts and she should be, and they should have gave her her masters, but they're fighting her. So right now she's saying do not buy anything. Her don't stream it. None of that. If you ain't got it already on your phone, don't do it. Uh, have the CD. One of my girlfriends is like, that's all right. I need a baby. We got the CD. <laughs> I remember that was one of the few albums that my mama had, but that was like the only album also that I've ever heard by Anita Baker, I think. So so yeah. Um, but best wishes to her. Just kind of checking in with some of the comments. I see that Calvin um Prevo said PJ, so he was excited about PJ. Yeah. What's his name? Morton. Is that his last name? Martin. He's okay. actually um, Paul Martin of the um, Baptist Church Convention. That's his son. Oh, okay. Full gospel. Sorry, full gospel. Okay. Uh, Sharana is checking in. And you, I see, uh, hi, good evening. How are you from Bobby Kerr Cash Bureau? Hi. Okay. And Marcy is there saying fancy. Oh, right. I'm sorry, Marcy. You kind of checked in early. Greetings. Yeah, he's a fan. Um, so I didn't, my outline was on top of the comments and I didn't get to see it. <laughs> um, next up, congratulations to LeBron James. He is a part owner of the Boston Red Sox. This is how you get it done. You become a part of a um a um investment group and you guys invest in different things, and that's how you become part owner. Making history. I love it. Um, African-Americans, black people are not really known for baseball. We're usually basketball and football. So when we go into other arenas, I absolutely love it. Um, shout out to my best friend, Anitra. Her, her son plays baseball. So we seem to always go to the Rangers games. Every year we had started going to the Rangers game before COVID. Um, and I just like it too. I go for my birthday almost every year. So shout out for, to him and congratulations. LeBron about the record because he know baseball. He got to make some money. Like he said, it's not a sport. 
that we dominate in, but I still think it's a pretty lucrative sport. So yes, I mean, I love LeBron and all his business decision-making skills. Like he's, I don't know, his team has got to be, I think one of the best as far as like advising, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey Lisa. Hey Lisa. Yes, and I I agree um, on that. I agree that he, his his people that's advising him are really doing an awesome job, and it is so important to get with some people who really have the knowledge because look like they got some knowledge, and and that's what you want to do with your money. You want to you want to spend it. I, I just love LeBron's story altogether. He was a youth, you know, doing it. He married his high school sweetheart. I felt like he took too long, but hey, whatever works for you. Um, because I was like, that girl I've been with you. Like, didn't he already have a kid and stuff? I just I'm just one that's like, don't marry me when I have a baby. Cause I'm liable to tell you no. Don't ask me to marry you while I'm pregnant. No. Well, I, I don't think they already had a kid because his kids are younger than mine, and I think he and I are the same age. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I knew they were together since you know, young, but I don't think they had a kid early though. Oh, okay. And she's, she's doing what she does. I like, I was about to say Sabrina. Sabrina is not her name. I just, uh, and I follow her on social media on face on Instagram. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Savannah. Savannah. Cause I, that was going to bother me. <laughs> that was going to bother me. And she's really beautiful. She's very humble. She's never out of pocket. You never see her just out there. She kind of reminds you of Kobe's wife. Never out of pocket. Never in the way. You know what I'm saying? Just got to be seen. They hum. They, you know they out there doing their thing. So, shout outs to him and shout outs to his family. So, talk of the town has been the Kirk Franklin incident where um, his son recorded. His son recorded a private conversation between him and his father saying, is this the way that a father talks to a son? In there, Kirk is telling him that um, don't play with him. He will um, break his neck or something like that. Yeah. Um, a lot of people on my timeline have said, hey, you know, they don't see nothing wrong with it. his son is 33. We don't know what the whole conversation was. I did see somebody today say, oh, so this is how we letting, you know, Christians are able to um, just cuss out their kids. I, I, I am on the side. Hey, Nikki. I are on the side of, I don't know what happened, but he need to apologize to us. That's how I feel. I feel like Kirk didn't have to apologize to us. That that's family business. I don't remember my parents. My father's never cussed me out like that. Um, I don't. My my mom. She's did a lot of stuff, but she ain't never just cussed me out. I don't think. I don't remember. But is it right? No. I don't know what he did to provoke him because when provoked, baby, you go off. And like I said, um, I said on my social media, I was like. Nobody was privy to that conversation that I had with Chloe before I put her out, you know, and it was because of something that happened. So sometimes we don't have when we're provoked. We're not on the up and up a lot of times because we're we're pissed, we're upset, you know, and different things. So I don't feel like he had to apologize to us because it wasn't our conversation. And I feel like his son did it on purpose to try to be like, oh, this this who y'all think, you know, this who y'all like and was mad. Um, and yeah, that's my thoughts. 
what you think? Mm, okay, so you, I think there's like three different, or it could be four um, takes on it. Cause, and I knew that somebody was gonna bring it up but it just so happens to be that I ended up seeing it on Twitter. Um, whereas they were just kind of talking about the emotional abuse or, you know, just like the well, verbal abuse, you know, and just like that it was coming to a lot of people. So a lot of people excused it. Now, I will say I probably have been cursed out like that before by a parent. Um, but at the same time, I, as a parent, I would not do the same. You know, I would not take it that far. Um, I know when pissed, we do speak from a place of anger. And a lot of the times, especially as a parent, you know, it's it's your kid can pull you out of character like nobody else can, in my opinion. But at the same time, um, being that he is upheld to this certain stature, I know that some people feel like, um, like you mentioned the Christian aspect of it. To me, I think it was a family conversation. Um, and it wasn't necessarily, at the end of the day, it's not our business. I'm not going to say he was wrong or right, but at the same time, I'm not going to say that that's not coming, you know, um, in a, in a household, you know, and we see it all the time. We see it just now on TV shows and so on. So I don't think he should have apologized. Frankly, I'm just sick of apologies. So <laughs> then right there alone, you know, it was just like, did you even, you know, but um, yeah. yeah, those are my thoughts on it. I, I think it was more so kind of looking at it from the point of it being verbal abuse, but at the same time, this is a grown man. He did publish this like with, you know, malicious intentions or whatever. And being that he's grown, it is almost like you can have those, you can kind of somewhat have those conversations with a grown child. You know what I mean? And at the same time, be able to move past it. But like somebody said that the people that are saying that um, it's okay are the same people that'll be saying, but that's your family though. And I was like, dang, I don't know. You know, it's kind of a catch 22, but it is more so a personal matter. I just hate that he got pulled out into the public like that. Agreed. Nikki, um, yeah, uh, Nikki was Nikki said, why didn't he play the entire conversation, which is true, because that's on um YouTube. Now, and she said, I agree. No apology needed. It was a setup. And it definitely was a setup. I felt like it was a setup as well. Since then, Kirk Franklin's daughter has come out and said that they've always had issues with her brother. Um I am sitting here. I like I like love stories. So I've been watching Black Love. And the um the Franklins, I had to think of their last name, is on there. And they're talking about when they first got together and how Kirk parent, they, they talked about that and they talked about um just to hear hear how he treats his kids. Like it, it kind of, you know, this guy, it, it wasn't that they mistreated him. Cause it was um Tammy was saying that. Kirk, whatever Kirk got the kids, he got himself. So if he got his son a, a four-wheeler, he bought himself a four-wheeler, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's not even a place where he was just mistreated. Maybe he wanted stuff. He wants stuff from his father. That his father's like, you got to work for it. That's so, what it seems most, you know, plausible in my opinion. Yeah. Hi, AJ. Thank you for joining. So the last story was the Nashville police shooting. 
my best friend was kind of like, this ain't one of them that we going to say her name and we ain't protesting for this one. Um, Nika Hallensworth. Huh? Was it Hollinsworth? What is it? No, Halbert. Oh. Halbert. Um, so if you watch the dash cam video, this is one of the times that it he he let her get away with just too damn much. You know, we always be like, Well, why they put us why they put you in handcuffs? Why they search your car? This is why. This is why they handcuff you. Boom. <laughs> why they search your car? Because she had too many times going in that car. It bothered me. I was just like, What's she going in there for? Why she in that in that purse? And it seemed like he didn't mind it. The police officer, um, she could have been pulled out that gun. She could have been did that. And it's just like when he tell her to turn around and he gonna handcuff her. All of a sudden, help, help! And she starts screaming and she's running and she runs to her car and then she gets the gun out. Okay. And I probably should not laugh, but I I guess it was your animation of it, well, reenactment. But um, yeah, I agree with your friend. Um, I did not watch the video. I just didn't even want to see it, but uh, I did read the article. And so I was just like, you know, um, his action seems justified. It was, and he got shot and then she still pulled off and crashed. So um, it was unneeded, unnecessary. And I feel like this is the hand that people are going to fan with. Well, look at this situation with the whole Blue Lives Matter and everything. And we know that police, you know, one of my very close friends, Kim, um, is a police officer. And I know some other police officers. So we know all of them are not bad. But it's the other ones that ruin the crop. So that's all I have. Well, let's get into our sponsor for the evening, which is, <clears throat> excuse me, Creative Calvary. Creative Calvary is um, goal is to motivate, inspire, and inspire their readers and beyond to live their lives with purpose, intention, and passion. You all can follow, well, visit their website at creativecavalry.com. That's C R E A T I V E C A L F U R A Y.com. And then follow them on Instagram at Creative Calvary, which is C R E A T I V E C A L F U R A Y. Thank you for being a sponsor this evening. And let me go ahead on and bring in our guest. Hi, Nicole. Oh, you have to unmute, unmute yourself. That's important. That's important. That's important. Tonight, you guys, we have a very special guest. She's usually in the comments. <laughs> so now we have her on. We're talking about, let's talk about sex, baby. That's that's what came to my mind earlier today. I was like, oh, I might have to play that song. Anyway, we're talking about how to talk about sex confidently with Miss Nicole R. Good, M.A. She's a social, um, social sociologist and sex sexologist. <laughs> <laughs> Almost sociologist, sexologist. Okay. So why don't you tell our audience all about you and who you are before we get started? 
Okay, so I am Nicole Argood, MA. Um, I own Nikki G Spot and the School of Sexology, Nicole Argood, MA School of Sexology, and I have a podcast, Uncovering You with Nikki G. I am a academically credentialed and professionally trained sociologist and sexologist. Now, the question that people have is, what is a sociologist? What is a sexologist? I'm gonna keep it really simple tonight. Sociology is the study of society, its systems, its dynamics, and relationships. Those relationships can be a group, group dynamics, and individual. So we're talking on a macro level and a micro level. When we're when we refer to sexology, sexology simplistically is the study of human sexuality and our relationships and all that stuff we do in there. <laughs> well, you broke it down really well. <laughs> she did. I'm interested because I'm always like, oh, I should be a sexologist. I want to learn all about it. You know, I didn't read the brain and stuff, you know, sex chronicles. And I think I know what I'm talking about. I didn't watch the book and um, I watched the book. I read a book on sex before and I just find sex interesting. Just different things. It is. Just everything with that. So what made you get into to this field? So my master's is in sociology and I specialized in certain areas in which human sexuality is one of those masculinity, femininity, power, things like that. And so one thing I want to state for everybody is that it's not simplistically about the function of human sexuality. It is a science. And I have to explain that over and over again to people because they like, hey, can you show me how to do this? It's a science. I can, but I need you to get out of your freaky, freaky fantasy while I'm talking to you because this can't happen between you and I. I'm the teacher. So that's the thing I deal with more often is them not understanding that there are people with you have to have an advanced degree to say you're a sociologist or a sociologist. So if you hear people throwing that out there without the credentials, it's problematic. Mm-hmm. Because there's extensive study there. So you should either have a master's and or a PhD. So you, you either a master or a doctor of this field, a master or a, doc, a doctor, one or the other. Everything else, you can be a coach, you can be all these different things, but people need to be aware of that because typically they're not teaching the science of it. They're not in the academia of it. They're not in the in-depth levels of it in which you can teach people to elevate. They're primarily at a function level. And that's fine, but it keeps people in a loop. And really what people want is intensity. They want passion, men and women. And so everybody's like, how can I get it? Well, you keep coming over here trying to figure out how to hit this spot when you need to connect with this other soul, this other human being fully. Thanks. That's what I tell people all the time, honey. Because sex, well, just getting into it. Sex, like I can't have sex with everybody because it becomes boring. And I'm like, you have to reach me on a different thing. And then people are like, well, what do you like? And I'm like, for every person is different. Every person mm-hmm. brings something different. Mm-hmm. So what do you what would you say to someone who just walks up and say, Well, as a woman, um, you know, we're talking about talking, um, being able to be confident. And talking about sex. So most women, we're taught not to be so aggressive. Um, we're taught that men come after for sex. Women don't really do that. When in actuality, we know that we want it just as bad as they want it. Um, you know, well, I feel like that. Maybe you know why something. you gotta be wanting it so bad. <laughs> Let me let me 
let me take th this in pieces. So let's talk about the confidence piece. Mm -hmm. So one thing I noticed when you were talking, you, you said how society or societal pressures talk about, you know, femininity or women when it's confidence is seen as aggressive. Is it aggressive when a man does it? Of course not. So you got a double standard. There is a thing where you can be aggressive and, and, and aggressiveness is when you're coming towards something that's not coming toward you. Mm. Now, sometimes that's where women make the mistake. Just because you want it doesn't mean you get to have it. It has to want you back. And so there's an African proverb that goes, when something is coming towards you, you don't have to say, come here. So I always teach women that. And it's not that she's waiting or anything else. She's living. She's living fully. Mm -hmm. But typically, as you're living your life and you're no longer concerned with that, I always tell people it's secret to the sauce and it's not that complex. Usually when you're more focused on you and living you and doing everything you want to do, wherever you stand, it will be what you want. There'll be plenty of men and it's somebody for everybody. Then some women go, well, I don't look like this and I don't look like that. Oh, it's somebody for everybody. You got to take your eyes off of that and just focus on you. And what you want to do is attract in what you are. And it's really more soul and spirit than it is aesthetic. But of course we we cannot negate that because if we're not physically attracted to someone, it's not gonna happen. And there's an overemphasis there with men, which sometimes women don't like, but it is what it is. Just like sometimes with women, there's an overemphasis. I wouldn't say an overemphasis. I think there is an emphasis where it should be for provision. I just tell women to understand that provision is whole and full. Don't restrict it to economic. And don't be so rigid in that economic that it hits a level of superficiality. Mm. So now let's get back to confidence. Confidence, it's like with anything else with a person, with an individual, that's going to start within. If you're not confident in you, you're not going to be confident in several other spheres of your existence. So we can't go, let me go make you confident sexually. No, there. we got to start with your mindset about you. So really, this goes back to the thing that I talk about on my social media all the time. Know thyself. That's comedic. I didn't invent it. That's comedic. It's ancient. Know thyself. And so know thyself is where you get intimately involved, intricately, deeply vested in you, in the knowing of you, because we're in this constant state of really becoming until mm -hmm. the last breath. We're quite amazing. Most people just don't know that about themselves. Everybody's quiet. Y'all want me to be quiet? Everybody's quiet. No, we don't space and room for you to. Well, because no, my question is, um, I would like to think that I'm a confident person, but this is one subject that I don't do so well with talking about. Um, I don't Why know. Do you I'm not certain. That's that's kind of the thing. That's kind are of you the behind closed doors. doors. Once you're in the bedroom, are you confident? Hmm. I don't know. I would like to think I am, but I, to even say that that way, I'm kind of wondering now. Just do you ever I'm... initiate? Hmm? When you want it, do you ever initiate? I'm talking oh, about you already uh, in a relationship. Nope, I'm talking no. about just a random I'm going to be a no. I do. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I see that in you. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it. But no, I am, I am a woman that is like, first of all, I'm one of them women like we're not going to just sit here and talk about what, what's happening now. I am sexual and I feel like I have a sexuality about me. So if I have a man, yes, I'll send him nice pictures and different things. I'm not ashamed to do that for my man to get get this ready. 
Get your mind on what we gonna do. But I'm not afraid to tell, let you know that this is what I want. That listen, this this is what we want. So it's funny that she's like that. Face is like she don't, you know that 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 she, you know, she's a sexual bit, but she won't initiate it. Well, what's her up? What's the upbringing? What's the background? Sometimes there's some religious, you know, the religious religion is in it, or you know, it could be your upbringing. Yeah. With your parents. <laughs> and then yeah. let me tell you something about that one. It could be the re the religious dogma there that restricts. It could also be rebel. Like, oh you, oh, oh you're trying to cut me off because because it's so good. So let me show you something. You know, you have people that go on both sides of things. When it's like some people going to become very, you know, restricted and feel that you know I can't do this, I can't do that, and others going to be like, you know what, all this restriction, I'm gonna get free. So they do the complete. <laughs> I can't do everything. I'm not doing everything with everybody either. It's a very unique experience because you did every each soul is different. Yeah. Like I, I say to people, I've never had the same experience twice. Right. Not even with the same person. Right. Years. And I was married for 10 years. It's never the same. I don't oh, feel like right. So that's another thing that, you know, men sometimes you know, say, you know, they want some variety, but so do women. So yeah. let's get back to this confidence thing. So I, when Clubhouse came out, you know, everybody wanted to get in the Clubhouse. So I had a couple of sexology conference calls. Let's call it that. Is that can we call it that? Conference <laughs> calls. And they were not, the women were not lacking confidence with expressing their sexual needs that they want, things that they wanted. I mean, with women, there were women on this line they did not know. And the bulk of the women were married, not single. And they wanted to get it and they wasn't getting it enough. Some of them was halfway out the door. We was like, don't do it. <laughs> it was just, and so men, I think that whatever, um, hold back that they're feeling a lot of times it's with the actual man that they're with sometimes mm. a lot of them feel like no matter what they tell the man he's not listening mm. so i made suggestions like stop trying to tell them and just set the scene they would do that it's still not happening and so they're like what is that about i said sometimes they are stuck in traditions sometimes they believe that because they are man they are more sexually profi uh, proficient and their libido is higher and they know how to do what you need done. But what they're forgetting is a lot of women know their body better than he ever will. Definitely. And I recommend every woman does. I do. <laughs> you having fun. I do. So fancy, it could it could be, I don't know what it, it depends. I would have to you know meet with you one-on-one -on -one, because I don't want to try to go through it on a <laughs> on a live start from the beginning. I would have to start from like it's almost like you were walking me through some experiences, whether it's childhood, teenage years, high school, there are experiences in there. All of those things are shaping how we see ourselves, how we see ourselves sexually. It's not just our parents. We could have the best parents, great life. We could have parents that are open, that are free, and we, we're still dealing with societal uh, norms, the normative order there and the pressure there. Because what I'm seeing with a lot of women is, is not a confidence issue in the sense of that she is sexual and that she wants it and she wants to express it is she cares what other people think it's people bondage and you can have it in anything yeah and as long as you care what other people say about you and what they think about you 
you'll never live to your fullest capacities, power and potential. That's in everything. Sexuality, I, I give special attention to that because throughout my studies, which I, I continue to study, as long as you're a teacher, you're always studying, you're a, you're a life learner, is that that is the aspect of the aspect of us that people want to kind of leave off the table. Like, shh, we're not going to talk about it. But life is created through that connection, through that experience. A lot of how we feel and how we express ourselves on more intimate, more erotic or deeper levels, even spiritual levels, because mm -hmm. sex is sacred. It's spiritual first. Manifested in the physical. It's, it's spiritual mm -hmm. first. That's so right. that's the other part. So a lot of times when you got people out here, sex experts, this, 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 that, they're not really tending to the entire um, holistic gamut of what sexuality is. And when they do spirituality, it's strictly from a Christian doctrine or perspective. And still, even with that, it's limited. It's not necessarily wrong. It's limited because there are other religions, Eastern religions that fully attend to human sexuality and connection spiritually first. So it's the whole thing is orgasmic for you. There is no we're running through people. We're just sleeping with people. Everybody's dignity, regardless of the understanding, is to remain intact. You don't sleep with people. You don't care if they live or die. There's a, a certain human decency that should be in every aspect of what you do and how you do and how you are in the world, in the earth, how you're moving through your beingness. So you should have a, for everyone you sleep with, at least as far as you know, until they give you a reason, you should have a respect for their being, for their life, for their body and for their feelings. And that's not really emphasized in Western culture, American culture, really, which is why people move around a lot. And then they'll say, well, you know, uh, it's this person or that person. And I'll say people can only connect with you as deep as you're connected with yourself. And so once you're that deep within yourself, you get to a point where you're you can sense and feel energies, which you can do that anyway. But more intensely, you already know. No. It doesn't matter how fine it is, how good it looks, and you like, oh God, no. Because you already know it's not going to connect them. For instance, take, for example, I've seen women, they will start to date a man and he has, he's not going to emotionally connect. He's at a place in his life where he may be struggling to connect with people emotionally. He doesn't want to. We forget that men go through certain things as well. And so they may decide, I don't want to be married. I don't want to be committed. And so I'm emotionally detached. A woman, he may treat the woman very well. He's not a bad man or an evil man. He's just, he's not going to do that. And what she will do is go ahead and pursue that, put her soul, her body, her heart, her vagina, the entire thing in it. But if she had started from the depth of herself, she would have picked up on the energy. He's not going to open to you in that way. So sometimes people, you know, they cause their own pain, though they will say the other person did it because there are people that will directly tell you I'm not getting emotionally involved. Right. Mm -hmm. well, what <laughs> Would you say that the um that just wondering? I was going to ask this earlier, but when you mentioned the science, so when you mentioned the science um of sexual sexuality sexology, um, both of, them, both of them are science. 
Okay. They're one. They're like a social science, and one has layers. Sexology has layers of sciences. But go ahead. Well, actually, you know, well, I was just kind of thinking, like, would you say that when you mention the spirit, and then, um, just you know, is that where the science comes into play? The the spirit, uh -huh. the feelings, or the spirit? That's a spiritual systems are science in essence, a higher science. Mm -hmm. The science that I'm talking about that you will see in academia is the actual science, medical, biology, psychology. Sexology uses sociology. I happen to be a master of it. You okay. see? So in academia, that's the way academia is not necessarily necessarily saying the spiritual component. That's a higher science. It's like um, being able to discern spirit and energies and things like that. That's a sacred knowledge. That's a sacred science, intuition, sacred knowing. That's not necessarily emphasized in academia. Right. It's emphasized in the Co-Argue MA School of Sexology, all of it, all <laughs> of it, whole. Because the only way you're gonna have a whole experience is if you get an understanding of the whole. You have to teach the whole. And so only people that know the whole and, and, and will teach from every, every aspect of it so you can have those experiences because i can teach someone they used to call me the queen of the g-spot you know i can teach you all day long you know how to get to the g-spot not only on the woman but on the man which is a little bit harder for women get you right there if you don't get it the first time you'll get it the sec second time i don't miss <laughs> any time right and he's going to see god jesus buddha muhammad krishna and everybody else but i i try to get my students and my clients do not overly focus on the function. You got to elevate everywhere else. So we can get to a point. You can have an orgasm just breathing in a meditative breathing state with each other. You're connecting that much. Mm -hmm. You don't have to touch. I, mean, I actually have a um, sexology virtual sexology tutorial on. It's, at, it's a private event, so you can't see it through all social media. Um, and one of the things the ladies asked to talk about was connecting with someone that she hasn't slept with or touch and i said let's talk about uh sexual energy and mental orgasms so when people think about orgasms they restrict that as well simply to physical instead of knowing that you can have orgasms a woman a man which you know they do but <laughs> a woman by herself she doesn't have to touch herself but she has to enter a different state of consciousness. Now, what that thought is for her, it, it, it varies. It doesn't have to be a sexual thought. For some women, it's being in complete peace and serenity throughout her whole being. You can also, in that, in that sex, in that um, private event I'm doing, I'm also going to uh, talk about how you can have orgasms with the vaginal walls and you still didn't touch yourself. But you're moving the walls. <laughs> it's Kegels to the amplified level. Look, fancy over there now, like, oh, oh my God, see? <laughs> I feel like I'm no, I, I can't believe it. She, she's like, I'm about to die. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm listening. I'm learning here. I'll make sure I'll get you all in the um in the private event. So um uh, it's exclusive. So I have to actually select you to get it for you to get in because I get so much on social media, people were report everything oh. if i say vulva they're reporting it if i say orgasm they're reporting it and i'm like okay almost everyone is doing this and if they're not doing it they want to and if they don't want to they're trying to figure out you know who to do next how can i get it unless you're you're asexual 
And ace, it, you know what that is? No, you sitting there like no. <laughs> You know, you know what asexual is. So with asexuality, they don't necessarily have that drive to do that all the time, but they will still, they may still be involved in sexual activity, but they're not necessarily doing what everyone else is that's not asexual, where they're like, you know, hey, you know, maybe I need a partner, a lover, a husband, a spouse, okay. a wife, whatever. So um, tell us about your book, Woman Up. Um, I want to make certain that we do touch on that. Okay, so Woman Up, that is a women's empowerment book. It's not, you're not, it doesn't talk about sexuality in there in that sense. That I wrote that book um, a few years back, and it was me noticing the thing where, where I talked about know thyself. I would look at women being catty with each other, women getting jealous, women competing for men, just competing for everything. And the bottom line is this, there is no one that can be you better than you. And in that sense, there, there isn't any competition. Right. You really got to get to that place within yourself. Because then you realize what is for you is for you. And your life is happening through you. No one's taking anything. I love anything. That. Oh, so that, that book is pretty much that. I gave it to my daughter. My daughter is now 21 years old, if you all can believe it. And yes, I'm well up in my 40s. And, <laughs> and so my daughter, I gave it to her when she was in the eighth grade. That was the final, you know, when it came out publishing. And I had absolutely not prior, but even through high school, no issues with boys dating this, that moving, you know, a little bit faster than you need to because I need to do this. And I'm not judging anything else, but I gave it to her. And what I always taught my children, I also have a son. Um, what I taught them is not, no, don't have sex. You're going to get pregnant. You're going to hell. You didn't, I didn't do all these different things. I was like, you need to think about yourself. You need to think about what you're doing. You need to think about your life. And is this really what you want to, want to do? So even now my daughter's like, oh, because I've got to live my life. I can't be taking care of these kids. So, <laughs> so those things are not there. And so I'm a, a, a strong advocate for teaching critical thinking. So in Woman Up, it's helping women learn how to think things through for themselves, not what the world is telling you, not what you think your mom, anybody else is going to say. What really, what is really going to be best for you? What is it you really want out of life? Because people don't really ask people that that often. People just start chasing whatever they're seeing marketed. Whatever's coming yeah. through, it all looks good. And some of it, yeah, it looks good. Stuff feels great and this and that. And then they're trying to figure out why am I still not happy? Right. Why am I not fulfilled? Why am I sad? Why am I depressed? Those are things. What is it that truly makes you happy? Everybody doesn't want a mansion. Though they'll try to sell you that's the life that you should have. Some mm -hmm. people would rather live in a log cabin in the mountains. Some people want to live on the beach and run around naked. Let them be. <laughs> Let them be. And so that my thing is let's learn how to think about, contemplate on you. Contemplate on you. You are worthy of your deepest thoughts. Give yourself some deep thought consistently as needed, even when you don't think so. And ask yourself what you want and make sure and what do you need and make sure you know the difference and make sure there's not there's not other things influencing you. This is where I come in as a sociologist and a sexologist is helping people think things through. I don't tell people what to do. I don't tell people what to think. I'm absolutely against it. <laughs> absolutely. It's a guy thing. Let me, what it, you're saying you want this, do you? Why? Right. Because people don't act, people don't, 
it's a thing like it was natural for me to think the way I, I used to daydream as a child, very small child. So I was always thinking and always, you know, always, so it's natural for me to do that. What I realized it's not natural for everyone. But the, the more you think about yourself, think within yourself and, and know yourself and manifest that, actualize you, all that you are. That's a soul level thing. That's a soul level thing. You've got to live your soul truth. Right. Your soul purpose. And a lot of people, if they're honest with you, they do not know what that is. So when they're like, well, what do I need you for? Well, I say, who are you and why are you here? And then they stop and they can't answer. That's why you need me. Right. That's why so, you need me. Let me ask you this. So for a woman who wants to kind of get into that sexual thing and learn herself and and those things, what are some tips that you can give them that you know, that they may to even initiate if they, if she's like, I want to initiate it. I want to add something new to my bedroom experience. I want to um, just show my man, you know, maybe her man is saying, I need you to open up a little bit more sexually. Okay. So the question would be, is, is she wanting to do that or is she having difficulties? She doesn't, mm -hmm. is, is, is it more like a, I don't know how, because you can go to one, you can go to my sexology tutorials and you can learn, oh, things you never thought were possible. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that, that fixes that. Now she's like, I need to be more confident. So I have um, another podcast coming up, um, show episode six, where we're going to be talking about eroticism. Now yeah. this is an area that's a little, it makes billions of dollars. Number one consumer is women. So why is she struggling to now enact or manifest this in her own life, in her own bedroom? So then we still dealing with those layers. So here we go. You can go for the function, the, the, for the understanding, um, to learn new tips. You can go to my sexology tutorials for that. If you're looking at there's some deeper things going on, you're going to have to get in coaching or consultation with me. There's no way around that because it's, it's, it's a mind. It's a mind thing. It's mine first. I can tell you things over and over again, but if that woman is like, she's holding herself back and there's usually something there, she may not know what that thing is or the, the things involved, the variables involved. It, it, it could be, you know, I was taught a lady doesn't do that. There are some women that do not perform oral sex as adult women because they were taught that's not what a lady does. Some women were taught that because of religious reasons. Some women, there's trauma behind it. There's various reasons. So I have to figure find out what it is for you. And when it's trauma, it's that's not something where I feel unless that's what the woman wants to do. And I definitely teach this across the board. None of that should be forced. What I do encourage people to do, men and women that have had some type of trauma, any type of abuse, especially sexual abuse, any abuse. You need to disclose this with the person that you are seriously dating. That you are contemplating spending your life with, living with, marrying, any of that. They need to know that before. What will happen is people will get married. And because the trauma is so painful, they it's not that they're hiding it to be malicious. It's painful. And then here it comes manifesting, coming out of itself in the marriage. And now there's some sexual things going on. And if the spouse doesn't know what it is, they get frustrated and they think you're just mm -hmm. rejecting and refusing. 
all of those again that that's couple individual consultation sessions my consultation sessions are like counseling sessions i just serve more as a guide i'm more of a teacher i help you think it all the way through and i do give you strategies and things to do and um, as long as you do them everything works over here <laughs> as long as you do them everything works well, um, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you would like to include? Any uh, special events or projects or anything that you have going on, Nicole? Um, I talked about the episode. I got the little private exclusive sex audit. There's nothing freaky going on in there, people. I just have to do it so I don't get my account suspended. <laughs> um, but if you, anyone that's listening or watching, if you're interested in attending, all you have to do is join my um, social media platforms and engage because I observe things. A heavy component of social sciences, sociology is observation, research, and the methodology behind it. So when people think that I don't see them and I don't see what's going on, I do. And so when I see that you're involved in what I'm doing and you want to learn and you're engaged, that's how I get, you know, invite you to these events that everyone else doesn't have access to. And a lot of the exclusive events are, there are no fees for those. Because these are really people I see that are engaged and supporting. They really want to learn. Okay. Oh, that's really nice. Okay. And also, so um, her all of her information, which I like for you to call it out to Nicole, but all of her uh, plugs are listed below so that you all can follow and also visit her website. But do you mind reading that out? Because I'd be like, I'll start messing up trying okay, to spell. Okay, so my link tree, if you go to my link tree, the link tree is going to get you everywhere to everything. Nikki G, it's Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E-R, good, G-O-O-D-E. My last name is good with the E on it because I'm excellent, extra, excellence, everything good, M-A. You can go, Instagram is at Nikki underscore G spot, even though it's called Nikki G spot, play on words. I have to tell everybody, you're not in my spot. And <laughs> the School of Sexology is on Facebook. Nikki G spot is on Facebook. Also, I just started the, what is it, Twitter? Twitter for the, <laughs> the Sexology, um, School of Sexology, and it's at Nikki, N-I-K-K-I-G sexology. So you can find me, look me up. I'm everywhere. Yeah, I was about to say, I was trying to say, Jermail put. Oh, he put him in the. Um, in the but um, that was for the, uh, Spotify, too. Ma'am, you normally, you're the one that's on oh, yeah. Okay. Like, normally, you're the one that always remind me about Spotify. <laughs> but. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and giving us um, this information. We enjoyed you. Maybe fancy. I enjoy you all. Yeah, um, I need to know. I need to get fancy free, huh? <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm quiet in my sexuality. I just own it. I own my sexuality. That's key. I but just she, she I, got I'm something there. There's something there with her where she's like, mm, yeah, no. And because it's even in private, I understand being, you know, private or more reserved publicly. You know, I, I don't judge any woman. Do your thing. You want it out there, put it out there. Just know what comes along with throwing it out there. That part. Don't, that's all I'm saying. Do you. I, now, I'm not condoning anybody violating her or doing anything to right. her. But she just needs to understand the, the, the mentality of the society she's in. And it's malaise. It's malaise as far as sexuality and in regards to women of color and their sexuality is is hypersexualized. So she could be like I I can I'm totally covered now. Somebody will make it something. 
Yeah. I, I'm just telling you, that's my experience. So it doesn't, and I have all these degrees and all, the, all this education, it doesn't matter. Because if you have a certain aesthetic, people create their own fantasies of you and what they need you to be. So I just tell women, you don't have to live your life according to people. You need to own it, create your own life, live your own life. Just under, You still need to understand the society you're operating in and just make right. sure you navigate to your benefit. Don't compromise, don't contort, don't bend. I'm not that person. Stand all the way up and you bold in it. Say it is what it is. You see it? You don't like it, turn around. But just understand the society you're in when you do it. You have to get like me and be like, I don't care. Because I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do in this lifetime. I am here. Deal. That part. Yeah. I think I really need to be at the event. This just really seems, I don't know. I do feel like there is something, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I've done a lot of self-reflection uh, and just, you know, really tried to figure it out but um i do feel some type of disconnect there so um yeah look if you can get me into the event the exclusive I'm event good. okay i will thank okay. you so much thank you so much for having me thank you bye everyone. bye okay all right that was a good conversation like she really dropped so much knowledge just flowing with it really you have our next sponsor. Uh, so we don't have a next sponsor. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> it's fine. Or right, did you put someone else? No. I oh. um, well, we can we can do another sponsor. We can do the other sponsor. I do apologize. I'm coming. So, um, the second sponsor of the evening is Box Office Seven Studios, which is a boutique style production company specializing in short films full length films commercials and internet content based in the united states you all can check them out at box office seven studios um i'm gonna spell that just because i see that there's an error there so that's b-o-x-o-f-f-i-c-e seven studios s-t-u-d-i-o-s and it is the same on instagram thank them also for being a sponsor this evening Remember, we have our Never Thirsty tumblers on sale still $35. I've been still out of my apartment, so I don't have mine here with me. I have mine tonight. And fancy, oh, you can find me. <laughs> you can find me at my link tree, Lady CEO, Lady Spelled with an I. I have on my self-love is the new sexy shirt on today it's cut you can get it cut you can get it however way you like go to my um link tree my um website is actually in the link tree for miss things boutique fancy all right and you can follow me on all social media at fancy swagger my link tree is fancy thoughts and then also um don't be afraid to check out our website at swagger.net as well as you can follow all of our platforms at Swagger Magazine. And I just want to note that this weekend I will be keynoting at the Her Story event. The tickets are free. Um, it is a women's empowerment event in honor of Women's History Month. And it's going to be a lot of great black women there speaking. I've saw so many names. And also, because um, this is one reason why I'm really honored. I had no idea that she was going to be the honoree. But Lucinda Cross is the honoree for the evening. So I'm excited about, I said evening, before the event. <laughs> for the event. So it's going to be a two-day event. You can check it out on Friday or Saturday. Um, and again, the link is bit.ly 
forward slash her story 2021. All of that is in caps. Okay. Well, for anyone who's still wondering, yes, I'm still in a hotel due to the storms that hit Texas. But that's okay. Yeah, today is a month. It's a oh, complete month having out my apartment. But I'm gonna be okay. Hanging in there. Yeah, you're gonna be okay. Mm -hmm. You'll be back better than ever. Listen. <laughs> I see oh, Mariah's. Yeah. You missed the good one, Mariah's. Catch the replay. Yes. So, all right, you guys. I have nothing else. Do you guys have anything fancy? Nope, that's it. All right, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Peace and blessings.